Welcome to Game of Books Podcast. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. And I'm Christy in South Florida. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and mystery through interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors. And our virtual book club. And even our fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us on today's adventure. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Libby Klein. I'm so looking forward to chatting with Libby. Her book, Wine Tastings Are Murder, this one right here, it's the, late, the one I have, um, is so much fun and has so much humor in it. And of course, it's about some of our favorite things. Pretty sure we're going to have a pretty good time today. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, lots of laughs, which is something we can always use. Um, so, but first, let's give a little background. Libby Klein graduated Lower Cape May Regional High School sometime in the 80s. Her classes revolved mostly around culinary sciences and theater with an occasional nap in chemistry. You see where we're going? It's, she's, she's a funny girl. She loves to drink coffee, bake gluten-free goodies, and befriend fluffy, random fluffy cats. Um, she writes from Northern Virginia office while trying to keep her cat Figaro off her keyboard. Most of her hobbies revolve around eating and travel and eating while traveling, our kind of girl. Um, and most importantly, she is the author of the Poppy McAllister Mysteries. The most recent release we have right here is Wine Tastings Are Murder. Her books have everything we're looking for, food, wine, and mystery. So Libby, it is so nice to talk to you today. Oh my gosh, that was such a great introduction. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But before we get started with the big questions, um, Kathy... Why don't you tell us about the wine we're drinking today? <laughs> this is really what we always start with. <laughs> so inspired by, um, so in the back of Libby's books, which we'll get to here, um, she has fantastic recipes. And quite a few, I noticed, had ingredients, uh, including sweet wine, <laughs> sweet red wine. And so Libby um, and Christy each have a sweet red today. So Christy, what do you have? Actually, mine is Patisserie du Vin. Um, we were looking for the middle sister, um, sweetie pie, but, uh, couldn't find it here, but this one kind of, this is a, a rich and fruity French wine and, uh, you know, because it has the pastry theme and, you know, your main character does quite a bit of baking. So I thought that would be a perfect one and it's very tasty kind of have, you know, has a little vanilla and mocha in it, which I like too. So it's yummy. Wow, that sounds like such a great wine. And what a what a great wine to pair with the recipes in the book. Oh, right. It's just made for you. So you've got the sweetie. I've got the sweetie pie. Sweetie pie. I keep wanting to, that's the middle sister sweetie pie, which is what Libby has. And I just have a sweet Syrah, which is what I have in my pantry because I didn't find anything that either of you had. And so. you're having a blizzard now, aren't you, Kat? I am having a blizzard today, so. <laughs> Yesterday it was 70 degrees. I'm just saying it was beautiful. And now we're supposed to get eight inches of snow tonight. So this is a weird winter. It's a weird winter, but cheers, <laughs> ladies. Cheers. <laughs> I know. Mm. Well, maybe we'll have some wine left over to make some poached pears or something. I, hope so. I was going to make poached pears. I was oh. going to surprise you with poached pears that I was going to make in the sweetie pie. And today I was working on all of the recipes for the next book in this. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. So you were actually making the recipes? I do. I make up the recipes. I come up with ideas. I Google to see has somebody else done it. 
sometimes I start with a base recipe, but then by the time I'm finished, I've made so many changes for one thing, cause I'm making them gluten-free. Yeah. But because I'm making things up and I'm sort of making up my own blends and I have to make sure it works. So I have right. to really make the recipes. So Very how many cool. times do you make the recipe? Do you think? If it works once. <laughs> <laughs> did any of them work today? They did. They did. Oh, like I made a, I made a secret. I can't tell you what it is. It's a okay. secret. But the entire uh, seventh book in the series, the recipes have a theme of boardwalk sweets. Oh. And so there's a special ingredient in the muffins that I made today. And the only thing I have to change is when I put the recipe together, I'm going to say to put two instead of one. As oh. So yes. Let's see. So boardwalk. What could it be? French pepper. fries in the muffin or what? hot dogs? In the- <laughs> no. You never, well, it's boardwalk, Kathy. I'm Kathy. <laughs> well, we're going to have to get the book. When is the book coming out? So we can. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even sure because I'm always a book ahead. So mm-hmm. you, you've got Wine Tastings or Murder, which just came out in December. And mm-hmm. the next book, you can sort of see it over my shoulder and sort of that aquamarine next to the wine mm-hmm. tastings. That's Beauty Expos Are Murdered, which comes out in June. Oh, wow. Antique Auctions Are Murdered. I just finished writing. It's not even in the publisher's hands yet because you have to put the recipes in the uh-huh. manuscript okay. and turn it in. So wow. I suspect, I'm only guessing, I suspect September. Interesting. That's really quick. Oh, so That's- more than two books a year? It is. They have me on a nine month turnaround for every book. Wow. Oh my. Okay. We need to get into this because it's just getting so. Deep. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we we, we're already, it. we're already, yeah, we're, we're answering <laughs> some of our questions already. Let's see. Okay. So I guess um, the first question I have is, well, first of all, I love the book and um, your voice just has such humor and <laughs> you've written such witty characters and I, and really, we rarely laugh our way through a mystery, but you kind of do with this. (laughs) And, um, but I do have to admit that cozies are a bit of a mystery to me because I, you know, I don't write cozies. So I'm like, "Mm, what a, you know, what defines a cozy? So can maybe you tell us a little bit about the genre and how you think a cozy is defined? Absolutely. So a cozy is an Agatha Christie style mystery. It has no sex language or violence on the camera. So obviously somebody dies, there's a murder, but you never see it happen. Mm-hmm. You can have a romance and some sexiness in the characters, but once it gets to the bedroom door, the door closes, you never see what happens on the other side. So it's always an amateur sleuth. So whoever okay. is doing the detecting, that's not what they do for a day job. Many times the cozy mystery is in a small town filled with quirky characters and the (laughs) town itself is almost a character. Mm -hmm. Um, You get more invested in the characters' lives than you do in the murder mysteries. So it's not uncommon once you've gotten into a series to be reading along and enjoying and loving the book and realize that you're halfway through, there's no dead body. (laughs) it's a little long for me to drop a body but I've read it I've read it that way where I'm like oh that's right this is a murder (laughs) I've been told that my books have a lot of depth to them and that they are closer in reality to chiclet so okay 
Cozies can often be a blend of things. And mine is a very strong blend of chiclet, mystery, humor, and romance. Because um, not all cozies have humor necessarily, do they? No, no. Because no. I, I mean, I, like Chrissy said, I, I found myself laughing out loud often in reading your book, which was just an absolute blast. Um, but I was thinking, I don't think I've read that many humorous cozies. So that, that was a fun, so I can see that it being more like chiclet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, I, and that's a whole nother story because I'm not really sure what chiclet is either. But <laughs> there's so many overlaps, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I and we read so many books. I, I'm like, you don't know, this is sort of. And I also, I also was thinking that this was, this is a pretty big book for yes. cozy, isn't it? Usually cozies are like little or or shorter. I don't know the word count on this, but it's like 300, 400 pages or something, right? It's over a hundred thousand words. Oh, now see, that's a lot for a cozy, right? That is a lot for cozy. Did you have a hard time um, selling that initially with that kind of length, you know, under the genre of cozy? It's so interesting. I have very little experience with cozies before I wrote one. (laughs) I think that I read a few. I've read a lot of romance novels that are kind of the the ones that would be on the Hallmark channel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've read a lot of classics and a lot of, oh, I read everything. I love some sci-fi. So I don't have a lot of cozies behind me before I started writing to know that this is what it should or shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was a genre that would ensure that I was never asked to write something that would make me ashamed at church in front of my mom, in front of God. And I said, cozy, that's the one because it's against the rules mm-hmm. to put right. sex in language and stuff. So I'm like, that's the one for me. But I think you can see that I didn't really know that a cozy was supposed <laughs> to be this or that because my book is a lot funnier than <laughs> cozies. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I've since read different reviews and heard from different people that I've got a lot of storylines that are just chaos, like a snowball rolling downhill <laughs> build, and that is unusual for a cozy. Mm-hmm. So I did my very first book tour and the bookstore owner said to me, I liked it, but it could have used some editing. It was way too long. And she pulled out some books that were these thin little books. And she said, I really like these. These are about 60,000 words. I'm under contract for 85 to 100,000 words. It wasn't even my idea. It's right. The, the publisher well, said 85 wow. to 100,000. Yeah, and I honestly, it's not like it's got fill in it, you know? It's not like you're just sitting there, you know, talking for pages about the color <laughs> of the sky or something. I mean, I really didn't notice anywhere that it needed editing. I was like, you know, the story just kept going and it was fun and I kept wanting to read it and Mm. you know, and we're used to reading longer ones too, because, you know, we read a lot of thrillers and things, but I, that's interesting. I, yeah. Because we have read a lot of books that probably could use an editor. <laughs> so just to be honest, oh. I didn't really think that. So, oh. I mean, maybe she didn't read it. Maybe she just looked at the <laughs> length so, of it or something. You know, I was so excited because just, when was this? Well, literally two days ago on the 8th of March, there was a story in the, in the AP, Associated Press, that I picked up and I read the Minneapolis Star Tribune a lot online. And it was about how the, the headline was Cozy Mysteries are a pandemic era balm. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect read for this time that we're in. And I just found that to be so interesting 
it, one of the lines is in an, in an unfathomably complex year, a gently told tale of murder and mayhem whittles the sharp edges of reality into a manageable, smooth surface. And they talk about, you know, how there isn't any swearing, there's no sex, no gore. Mm-hmm. Thing, you know, challenging things happen. And at the end, there's always that nice, tidy resolution that she says. And I just thought, oh, that I can see why that's so appealing to us right now. Yeah, and a popular cozy mysteries on TV would be Murder She Wrote. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and people loved Murder She Wrote. It was on forever, and they, you know the ho- they have the Hallmark Murders and Mystery Channel or cozies, mo- those, movies those, and uh-huh. mysteries, not Murders and Mysteries. I watch those a lot, and my favorite happens to be the culinary one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the um the Murder She Baked. Yes, I like that one. And there's also one that is. I like the often. crossword one. Cameron got really oh, into you? that one. The... I like the one. I can't remember the name, name of it, but it's um, the guy is a chef and he helps the police solve mysteries oh, on yeah. occasion. Is that the pie guy? Oh, the pie guy. I think he's like a gourmet. Oh, gourmet. It's gourmet something. Anyway, Detective I just Paul. all of it. It's all good. And I've talked to so many people who don't normally watch. Hallmark Mysteries or... I know, I just started getting into it. Yeah. It's like... I walked in, my husband, um, the other day watching an old uh, Magnum P.I. (laughs) And he said, this is so comforting. I was like... I know. (laughs) But I think it's such a a great time to be writing cozies because you're... I mean, it's so great to do something that entertains people and takes them out of their daily lives, right? And makes them laugh, but even more now than ever. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about that, Libby, like, as far as it being a very high calling? Well, I mean, when I first wrote class reunions, I started getting a ton of mail Mm. and people would tell me how much they loved it. It spoke to them on so many levels because of the themes, the themes of being a plus size woman in a world that loves skinny size beauty. Mm-hmm. Themes of being bullied through high school and having to learn to rise above and let the past go. And I was shocked at how many people said, I loved your book. I laughed all the way through. It's the perfect thing to read while I'm going through my divorce, oh. my chemotherapy, my dialysis. And I was like, oh, I never, I never even oh. thought oh. of that. And uh, cozies have been so popular throughout the pandemic that five books in my series were all sold over the summer as audiobooks. Wow. And because of the pandemic that people are mm-hmm. reaching for something that it's not just an escape, but it's a fun escape. It's an escape right. in a world that's comforting. It's characters that you love. I just had someone tell me the other day, I couldn't believe it. She said, I just finished reading your whole series for the second time. Oh my gosh. I've read literally two books in my life more than once. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that, that is amazing. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, it really is. You know, yeah. that they want to revisit that feeling. I think that's. I know. I want to go back and read all of them now. And I'm glad to hear that because I thought maybe you were only having six in this series. So now I'm interested. She's right, here that. As of right now, there's going to be eight. Okay. Yes, they do. Publishers, they'll dole out a couple at a time. They want to make sure you don't crash and burn the series before. You don't take a complete detour. (laughs) Right, right. So I won't know for a while before I, um, before they offer me more. Hey, Mm -hmm. Kensington, if you're listening, we want nine and 10. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I do too. I have some fabulous ideas for nine. Oh, how fun. Okay. So this is a great time for us to take a little, a little drink of wine. And we always like midway, like to ask the authors we get to talk to a question in the bottle, the question in the bottle. The it's question. a sort of question you might come up with when you get to the bottom of a bottle of wine. And um, if you don't care for the question, we'll pass and, and Christy will find you a new one, but she's got a bunch of them there. Okay. Well, you're never going to pass on this one. This is fun. <laughs> so it says, the question is, do you think that aliens exist? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's in the news right now, too. That's a, it is? Oh, yeah. You haven't been hearing like they, I they avoid the re- reports <laughs> that like the government is saying there are aliens. What? I certainly can't say that I know one way or the other. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there were aliens, but I think if there are, it's probably nothing like what we've made it out to be. Right. You know, with traveling around in spaceships and they're always either on scientific exploration or they're coming to destroy you. Right. They're coming to suck our brains out. And yeah, it's always going to be a. The no negative. one ever writes the aliens that just want you to leave them the heck alone. And <laughs> they're like, our, we like, just want your planet, you know. <laughs> please don't put your your spaceship or your telescope in our direction. We're doing stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there has been stuff out. I am surprised, Kathy. You didn't. I, I, I didn't. You know why? It. Because there's been so much other crazy stuff in the last year yeah. that it was like. You know, it probably was like this little blip on the radar because, wow. you know, yeah. something else happened astronomical. Yeah. Wasn't this okay. the year for like the 40 year, I don't know, cicada or something to come? Yes. So, I mean, really all that's left is the aliens and the zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because remember we had all those weird, um, the, yeah, we had weird bug things and like the, um, the murder, killer, murder, whatever. Oh, I mean, God. like literally the couple of days after reading about the murder hornet, I swear there was one in my sunroom. <laughs> Come and get it. That's not a murder hornet. I don't know what is. <laughs> okay. So on that note, I'm just going to tell a funny story. Connor can bleep out if he wants to, but my parents were over yesterday. They got to see some of their friends because they'd been all vaccinated. And they told us a story about how the wife kind of, was holding her arm and came to her husband in the early morning and was kind of limping. He was like, what happened to you? And she's like, I have a bat under my arm. Can you go open the door so I can put it out? (laughs) And she's a very kind human who probably didn't want to hurt the bat. But I was like, okay, so much for COVID. You now have rabies and you're going to have to get it. No, I just, no. Exactly. How did it end up under her arm? <laughs> well, we all were like, what? <laughs> no. what? No. I no. Came, I came up my stairs once and I saw something over the front door and it was like it was like mud. It was like somebody stuck a big old clump of mud on the top of the door and I'm I'm looking. I'm like, what is that? And then I realized it was a bat. Mm. And I said, Africapocus! <laughs> Nothing happened. funny cartoon that's what he kept saying and the bat would turn and he's like flying is like a vampire would turn into a bat 
And that was it. I was done. I was like, I'll be waiting outside. Yeah. If this isn't going to work, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Either you get the bat out or put out the for sale sign. Those are the options. I, I completely agree with you. There yeah. are two options when that kind of thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, back to the books. So Libby, one of my very favorite um, neighbors in the world when I was growing up introduced me into one of my, turned out to be one of my favorite mysteries, the Diane Mott Davidson Culinary Mysteries. And it was the first time I'd ever seen the concept of, of combining kind of the cooking world and actual recipes with a, with a mystery. And so I, I just loved that. And so let's talk a little more about how did you get into the culinary cozy? Like what led you to do this, even though you weren't sure of your, you know, genre necessarily until you got into it, what, what brought you into the writing? Well, I have a background in culinary. I don't have a background in writing. <laughs> the writing is the fluke part for me. <laughs> um, I was supposed to go to culinary school when I got out of high school and life took a couple of wrong turns and no culinary school for me. So that was the part that I knew how to do. When I read my first cozies, I, I really only read three cozies and Diane Mott Davidson was one of them. Oh, oh wow. So I read hers and, the, and another of the three was what you've seen as Murder, She Baked, mm-hmm. the yeah. Book series, and the Cleo Coyle Coffee House. Those are the only cozies I had ever read. Oh, wow. And I loved the characters and I loved the banter and the food. I'm like, well, this I understand. But I want to eat everything that they're talking about. I mean, if they're talking, I don't really care for tea unless I'm at afternoon tea. But if they talk about tea, I'm making a freaking pot of tea. (laughs) To have tea. If they're talking about scones or lemon meringue pie, I I don't rest until I've made what that is. (laughs) Only I have an autoimmune disease and food allergies. So I have never been able to make the recipes in the books. So now I have to do the research and put together my own recipe to make whatever it is that they're talking about. So when I started thinking, what could I do? I researched what kind of cozies are out there. I had no idea that it was the genre with a bajillion iterations. If you can think it, there's a cozy for it. (laughs) I didn't know. Um, and I started looking at, all right, where are they? I found none in South Jersey. As soon as I was published, I know two friends now who write South Jersey. <laughs> One of them, their her fictional town is literally five minutes away from my real town. Well, I'm like, okay, well, that was totally wrong. But <laughs> putting the recipes in made perfect sense for me because it's sort of what I'm comfortable with thinking about starting her life over, Poppy was supposed to go to culinary school and her life took a couple wrong turns. It's starting to sound familiar, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in a, in a coincidence, stunning coincidence, she also has an autoimmune disease and can't eat gluten, much like me. So while I have recipes in my book, they're all gluten-free so that there are things that people like me, if you like the recipes in the book, you can actually make them. Wow. So I thought it'd be good to have something for people with all the different, uh, the different food allergies that we can have. Okay. Well, I have a question from that. So we do see all these similarities between you 
and your character. Um, <laughs> and we're, maybe we could talk a little bit about the love triangle that's going on here. <laughs> well, I'm nothing like Poppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's got red hair. Well, that would be very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Very different. <laughs> so what would you like to know about this love triangle? Well, uh, you know, I... I liked it. And I know <laughs> Kathy did too. I mean, it was just fun like to, to see. And it's like, you just don't know like who to root for and then yes. And then no. And, and then you can see the like, well, you know, comfort versus adventure and, and I, in the ending, we're not going to say anything, but hopefully we find out the next book what's going on, with that. <laughs> but it was fun. I think it was a fun I thought it was a, it was a huge fun. And I, you know, that's what romance uh, along with the, you know, is the B story, as you will often is really um, a fun escape, but I just thought adding the, which, you know, which guy will she choose was a really fun element. Well, you all started the series on book five. Mm -hmm. We did yeah. <laughs> have a decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get the same amount of excitement from people who started with book one. By book two, they were mad that she hadn't decided yet. Oh, really? <laughs> the love triangle literally starts on the last page of book one. And by book oh. two, they're like, why isn't this over yet? And I'm like, she's been home like two weeks. Yeah, get a <laughs> In like real life, the first five books cover six months of oh, life. Yeah. Okay. And people were like, no, 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 no. You need to pick a man now. <laughs> you need to get married now. You've known both of these guys for six months. You need to pick one now. And you'd be like, uh, it's been six months. Okay. Yeah, right. Zero dates at this point. <laughs> but um, there's a big arc in the books. Uh, they start out in class reunions with Poppy being very depressed. Mm. And her husband has passed away. And she ends up suckered into going home to Cape May to face off against those high school bullies at the reunion. Mm -hmm. And the last person she wants to see is her high school sweetheart because he's the one that got away. And, you know, it's been 25 years. Nobody wants to see the one who got away unless they are in peak condition. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Poppy is not in peak condition. So, they're, the love triangles because she rekindles a friendship with the high school sweetheart, but she also meets a very sexy barista who becomes her calm in the storm. Mm. And because her life took a couple of wrong turns before the series began, the major wrong turn ended up with the wrong person. Mm. She doesn't want to make the mistake again. Mm -hmm. So her love triangle has more to do with her having to face her past and learn to trust herself and learn to follow her heart and not just do what is expected. Mm -hmm. So there was a very distinct purpose for the love triangle and it does conclude. It does not conclude the way you expect, mm. but how do you know what I expect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody expected that conclusion. <laughs> You've probably but, heard it all from readers, I imagine. Uh, I've had almost every reader who has contacted me has been blown away and loved it. There's mm -hmm. a couple that are so mad they'll never read me again. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. But that's the fun of writing. You get to write whatever you want. Yep. <laughs> and it's a fabulous, fabulous 
uh, series from that point, even the things that happen just constantly surprise me what happens and what trouble she gets into. And the next book in the series will pick up literally the moment after it ended. It could have been one long book. It could have been a Harry Potter. I love that, that you're, that you're ready to pick up the action because it's not mm-hmm. just romance. There's a lot of action going on here in hilariousness, just, but um, I love that it picks up. I think that's such a cool way to do a series. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that I love about writing a series is because all the books that I've read, I'm sad when they're over and you're done with the characters. And if they're characters I love, I want the series to go mm-hmm. on, but the book's over. Mm-hmm. When you write a series, it's not over because you're going to revisit them again. Mm-hmm. I love that. That reminds me of um, like Sue Grafton series. All, you know, she had 25, sadly, instead of 26. Right. And they all happen within a fairly short, as far as years go, time period, you know? And mm-hmm. I just always really enjoyed that. It's like three, you know, she'll start the next one saying three weeks ago, I was almost killed by. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's she had a very life. eventful few years, right? But that's <laughs> what life would be if you had a, you know, a character doing these things, running right. a, a, you know, B&B or a, you know, business. So, so I love mm-hmm. that. That's so cool. Well, I could certainly jump the plot ahead more than I have, but I don't think it's fair to, if you're going to have a love triangle, it's going to be three years in the love triangle. That yes. to me is unreasonable. So yeah. the first five, the first six books in the series are tight. They're very mm-hmm. tight. You know, in, in the first book, she comes home in October and in book six, it's April, and it's all oh, been wow. the same year. So it's mm-hmm. tight, but it's tight because of the the romance yeah. subplot. Because right. it just it's unreasonable to expect that. Well, sixteen years have gone by. <laughs> it's time for her next class reunion. Man, <laughs> that's going to hang around for sixteen years. Uh, like there's yeah, another right. man. It's going to be like no, has no self respect. So, so I'm going to guess that you are a mad outliner. I am an outliner, yes. But I will, loves I, to outline. <laughs> I pants my way through an outline. I just make up stuff on the fly and just write it all down. And then I will keep to that outline when I write the book. But what's on the outline might be point one, two, and three. And then a bajillion things will happen in the course of every chapter that I never planned. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also plan, for some reason, I keep planning roughly a 35 chapter outline. And I've not once written less than a 50 chapter book. <laughs> I'm not trying to write that many words. Yeah. Right. But funny yeah. stuff keeps happening. It just gets, it's like one of those little like uh, snakes in the um, fireworks where it's this little tiny pellet and you light oh, it yeah. and it grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of funny stuff. Yeah. It keeps going in the book, so it keeps getting bigger. And I'm like, hmm, that's going to have to be another chapter. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm over 50 chapters in an epilogue. Yeah, but that is fun because it is like all of a sudden something crazy happens with the the old lady group there. And then you're like, oh, I got to have that in there, you know, because this is funny. Yeah. So, um, so you started out and then you kind of, it sounds like you sort of analyze like, Oh, I think I want to write something and I'm, where do I want, you know, write about, but, um, can you talk a little bit, um, just briefly how you ended up getting published? Mm. 
Well, my story for being published is not going to make me any friends. <laughs> Excellent. Let's talk about it. I have, yeah. Sorry. That means that, that means she got published like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> In advance. Please don't hate me. Um, the very first thing that I ever wrote won an award. I was in second grade and it was called Dayton the Rabbit. And it started out, there was a boy named Charlie and he had a friend named Matt and Matt had a rabbit named Dayton. And then Charlie and Matt are never mentioned again, the entire little book. (laughs) But other than Dayton the Rabbit, the next thing I wrote was some 40 years later, I wrote Class Reunions or Murder. So I worked with a writing coach because while I'm very funny in my writing, I didn't know anything about how to structure a novel. Right. Right. And I remember him teaching us that the exact same framework under Merchant of Venice is also under Die Hard. And I said, that's not. <laughs> and then he like laid it out. I was like, oh my God, that is right. That totally is exactly the same, isn't it? <laughs> so I worked with a writing coach for how to frame a story because what I would have had on my own was a string of pearls. I would have had scene after scene that was hilarious, but they never connected together. Mm-hmm. And when we were finished, it's kind of like going to uh, college for creative writing and all of your homework is your manuscript. So by the time I was finished, I had class reunions and he told me now you need to query an agent or self-publish and self-publishing wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with self-publishing, but I needed the validation more than I wanted the money. I, I right. wanted me to say it's good. So uh, I queried, he told me don't query agents from uh, October through January because they're on vacation. They're not going to read any of that. And I ignored him and I queried the 30 best agents in the business. And I still haven't heard back from some of them. (laughs) I mean, uh, some of them, them, I think probably looked at it and just threw it away or they've never even opened the email. Right. Right. But then in January, I queried, if I remember correctly, 39 more. Uh, I probably queried about 20 and I got some rejections. And I realized that if you're about a 35-year-old man, you're not really identifying with a 40-plus-year-old plus-size widow. And they would tell me, it sounds great, but there's no one here who identifies with the character to work with it. I thought, okay, I'm making a mistake. I'm making a mistake by querying people who aren't the target reader. Mm -hmm. So the last few that I sent out, I I targeted women and women, not that, not that they were old women, but they were not the brand new, just out of college women. Right. Uh, And within just a couple of weeks, I got, uh, I got a call back where one of the agents, well, actually four agents wanted to see the whole manuscript. So that's when I realized, okay, I changed tactics and now all of a sudden four of them want to see the manuscript. Mm-hmm. And one of them, a couple months later, called me on the phone. I was taking a safe serve class, which is for people in the restaurant food service industry. It's the class that you take so you can prove you won't kill somebody. Okay. I, I know how to- I'm glad there's a class out there like that. <laughs> and it's not mandatory. Oh, <laughs> It is not a mandatory class. I don't know that we needed to know that. <laughs> it tells you like how, what temperature to keep food so that it doesn't grow salmonella you know, between this and this. And 
uh, how long things last before you will, you know, cause brain damage in somebody if they eat it. So it should be mandatory, but it's not. But we took a good research class for a murder mystery writer. It probably it probably is. Yes. But I had a side business, a, a culinary side business. So I took safe serve class and she called me in the middle of the test to tell me that she wanted to sign me. Oh. oh, wow. And I mean, I was over the moon. In fact, I think it's, I think it's just about the anniversary of being signed. Like any oh. now it's my anniversary of being signed by Annie Bomke in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not a long time for a journey to yeah. go for just a couple of months, 69 right. queries. Uh, she sold it in four minutes. Wow. Four minutes. This is where people hate me. Yes. No, it's fabulous. No, I mean, I, that's what I, I feel it's fabulous Mm -hmm. too. I mean, four. Okay. I want to hear the four minute story though, before we finish this, because that's too good. Well, you know, when Annie read it, Annie is a fabulous editor and there was a couple of things that she wanted me to like touch this up and touch that up. And she said, okay, we're sending it out now to publishers. And then Right away, I got another email. Okay, it's four minutes later, and we've got an offer. Wow. Now she is waited that, to see. The, she is that would, the company you went with? Yes. Wow. Because Kensington is is a it's a small imprint, but it's one of the largest of the small imprints. Mm-hmm. It's an imprint of Penguin, so it's not Penguin, but it is the largest small imprint compared to a lot of ones that you would not have heard of. And Ken mm-hmm. Kensington has most of the cozies on the market now. No, yeah, I, we've heard of it. And actually, I, I've either read something by Annie Baumke or we met her maybe at maybe like one of the conferences, like where she might've been doing some pitching or something. Cause I could picture her in my head. Maybe I'm picturing the wrong person. I'll have to look. (laughs) Well, that is a great story. I absolutely love that. And I love that you segued and figured out I'm going to target my audience, even with my agent. I mean, that I've never heard anybody say specifically like, you know, I want my, my agent to be one of my readers is great. Yeah. 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 That's so great. (sighs) Well, that was great. She had been looking for a cozy to sign, but she was looking for a funny one. Oh, and she hadn't found one yet that she thought was funny enough. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she thought I was hilarious, I was like, well, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our business partners and best friends. <laughs> yes, I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's great. I mean, it's you know, it's it's like winning the lottery or something. I mean, you can't you can't blame the person for it. You know, I mean, you were in the right place at the oh, right time and you had a really good product. So what, what, you know? Okay. So the nerdy side of me, before we wrap up, I, you had mentioned earlier that you have a nine month window for each book. You are writing a hundred thousand word books. So I would really love to know how your days are structured. Are you, are, I mean, are you a very organized writer, so many words a day, scenes, how do you do it? Well, in the nine months that I have to write a book, I have two months to write an outline. It's a long outline process. I mean, Annie cracks the whip a little bit. Okay. I mean, she's a nice little thing, but she's a whip cracker. She's like, can you do it sooner? And I'm like, I can't, I have to bathe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a luxury. I think really Libby. 
I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. She definitely, I think if Annie could get me to write a book every three months, she probably would. But um, I asked for a long outline because Kensington, my editor, John Scognamiglio, wants a large outline. Okay. Although, to be honest, I think at this point, now that I'm seven books in, I think that, I think Annie is the one who wants the outline at this point. I think John's like, eh, you know, whatever you're going to do is fine. <laughs> um so there's a lot of thinking and planning and figuring out who my characters are going to be and how they're connected. And I make sure that all of my characters are connected like a spider web. Mm. You don't have to see those connections on the page, but they're in my head that there's, they know each other somehow, or somehow they've worked with one another and they've oh, used the past. So there's always a spider web of connection. And I come up with my, my premise and my, um, Murder weapon, the murder weapon in Beauty Exposer Murder is the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh. It popped up on Facebook and I was like, oh God, what is that? I'm oh. killing somebody with that. Oh, I'm saving that. <laughs> it is freaky. And I was like, you wouldn't pay me enough to, to do that. But that's the murder weapon. And, and sold. I believe we just sold your next book to many. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So two, it takes two months. I come up with my outline and my outline is, is, is more a matter of, you know, where you want to end, you know, where you're going to begin. At least I know where I'm going to begin because of where the last book ended and I'll have themes. So I have a murder, but I also have themes. So I might know like in wine tastings, one of the big themes was the relationship between Poppy and her best friend Sawyer. Sawyer is in all the books, but Sawyer shines in wine tastings or murder. This is my Laverne and Shirley book, (laughs) my favorite show growing up. And this is my book that is owed to the girlfriend. And so Sawyer is in the book. She's represented far more than usual. So I've got themes that I want to bring out. I've got a message that I'm not going to hit anybody over the head with it, but it's, it's hidden in there. The message could be, you know, that uh, you end up where you're supposed to be. That even though life takes some wrong turns, you're right where you're supposed to be, right where you're meant to be. So uh, once I've turned in that outline and get it approved, and I do think that my editor at Kensington is probably like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just let her write the book. It's fine. (laughs) So then I sit down and my goal is a chapter a day. So I will start writing my chapter. And that's a matter of flying by the seat of your pants. You know, we've got a general idea. And I know this chapter maybe is about Aunt Jenny and the Biddies and some crazy thing they're going to get into. Maybe it's about Sawyer and some problem that she's having. Maybe it's one of the romance chapters where it's the love interest. So whatever theme that chapter is going to be, I'll sit down and I'll write it out. And once we get to the body drop, which I don't have a formula. The body drop. the body. I have a formula for my I know. book. I was like, what is she talking about? And then I was like, drop. oh, really? A body drop. Okay, body gotcha. Drop. Yeah, you don't see the body getting killed. It's I just thought it was some kind of publishing is. term or something. No. <laughs> That's just me. I have I have written the chapter of the end where this is the killer. And this is everything they would tell you if they were going to monologue. That's not going in the book, but I write it. And sometimes I write the chapter of the murder that doesn't go in the book. Mm -hmm. I've had a timeline of every character and where they are at every minute of the day on the day of the murder so that I can make sure that their stories will always line up at the end. 
Mm-hmm. Cause I want you to be surprised at the end, but I also want you to look back and go, Oh my God. Yes. I yeah, see. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. everything I miss now. So I'll write a chapter a day, but it's roughly 1500 words. Some of my chapters want to explode like that little firework snake and they will get cut and they'll be stretched into two chapters. <laughs> well, it will, it will take me six months to write. Well, that's still pretty good. <laughs> and then there's a month. Sounds for very disciplined. I like the I like that you gave us that kind of outline because I think it'll work for a lot of people if they're really trying to get trying to get done. working on their own. Yep. Well, the hard thing is I'm disciplined enough to get in the office in front of the computer in the morning. I'm not creative enough to write it at that time. Something oh. kicks in with me in the afternoon. I'm an afternoon writer. Oh, Interesting. Really? I, I try to force it. I really, I, I always start my day by reading what I wrote yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've never once, thank God, in eight books, seven books, I've never had um, writer's block. <laughs> Apparently I have thinking block. But I, have <laughs> What's I, I mean, in my head, I keep trying to say <laughs> jet lag and I'm like, jet lag, that's not right. What <laughs> uh, but I always start by reading what I wrote yesterday and it gets me right back in the story. So, but it really doesn't flow for me until I start to get desperate by the end of the afternoon. And you know, you have to stop and make dinner and you have to do other things. All of a sudden I got all these great ideas and now I'm writing 10 o'clock in the morning. Where was that? Yeah. (laughs) Could have been done and doing something else for the day. I could have had the whole day, but I can't force it out. Uh, I feel like I'm not so much making things up as much as I'm writing down what happens as I see it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can't get them to do it for me earlier in the day. Oh, Libby, this has been so fun. Yes. Before we go, Christy has one final question. Okay. Um, so this is to appease all the mysterious foodies out there. So which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? I mean, I would share a meal with Gia. <laughs> but <laughs> duh. <laughs> Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Aunt Jenny. Aunt Jenny is, is based on my grandmother. Really? Aww. So Aww. while she's Poppy's great aunt, she's Libby's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I miss her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be a lot of fun. It would be a roller coaster and you'd never quite know what you're talking about. <laughs> and she'd probably talk you into doing something like we're just going to go for ice cream, but really she's, she's making you take her to a casino. <laughs> you won't know until you're there. Wait, there's no ice cream here. Inside. So I it would probably be one of them. And mm-hmm. uh, if it was aunt Jenny, aunt Jenny would trick you into something with peanut butter. <laughs> She'd tell you it's dinner, but it would probably be a peanut butter milkshake because she's sneaky that way. <laughs> And if it's Gia, it would probably be something Italian mm. and uh, maybe like a carbonara. Mm. Something more traditional Italian than like spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love, love. love. Okay. So Libby, um, when our question, uh, listeners have more questions um, about you and for you, how should they best reach out to you? Well, I'm all over all the social media. But the most direct way to get me is to send me an email, which you can do from my website. If you go to my website, which is LibbyKleinBooks.com, you'll have the contact page. It says the post box is out of order. 
and it's a joke. And I've only had one person send me an email on Facebook and say, your email is out of order. It says it all. <laughs> no, no, no. The, there's a cat in the mailbox. <laughs> not really out of order. It just means send me an email instead of a letter. So if you send me an email, I get it. I just responded to somebody a couple of hours ago. So I will respond to an email, but you can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, but I am kind of like a strategic strike artist on those <laughs> platforms. I'll go in, I'll post, I'll see what people said. I'll get the heck out. Cause I got too much to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, so this has been a lot of fun. So I guess really, what do we have left but to do a little cheers? <laughs> cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. This has been fabulous. Thanks for joining us on today's adventure. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can watch and listen. On GameOfBooksPodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter or enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. Cheers.